today at Caribou Coffee for a com- coffee conversation with Sharon Brandt, my friend and women's leader and just amazing woman. So, thank you, Sharon. Yeah, Sharon, thanks for joining. So, tell me, um, first question. What are you drinking today? What is your... It's a green tea mocha with... uh, It's good. It's the first one I've had. (laughs) Yeah. You're trying to be healthier this afternoon instead of drinking lots of caffeine, right? Uh, Matcha tea. Matcha tea. There you go. (laughs) We're both trying the same thing today. That's pretty good. Um, And then tell me a little bit about who is your... Who's in your family? Um, my physical family, um, I have uh, uh, my husband, Brad, and then um, we have um, a child together, Bree, and then I had a child from a previous marriage, Blakely, and he had a child from a previous marriage, Caleb. So. Okay, so a blended family and an awesome family that I've just, you guys are just in our church at Carney E. Free. You have all of these different ways that you minister. Tell me the kinds of ministries that you and Brad have been a part of over the years at Carney E. Free. Well, we started out needing recovery as a, in our marriage, and so that's how we really started um, in recovery ministries and um, I was there for a couple years as a leader and then now Brad's uh, we both work through the 12 steps and um, which it would be healthy for anybody to work through yes and um, now Brad is leading the recovery ministries he has for years very dedicated to that ministry he does a lot of uh, men's ministries too, men's groups um, and uh, we're on the deacons and I started with children um, working with uh, the kindergartners that dropped down to three-year-olds and worked all the way up to uh, middle school, high school, and now I'm helping with the women's ministry. Well, you've just about done it all. And, <laughs> and, and we like prayers. Uh, we, we believe in the power of prayers strongly, mm-hmm. and so we love to see God work and just with the requests and the petitions of his people and um, so we're on the prayer team too which was one of my favorite things to do. Yes well and I have seen God in action through you and Brad in that way you guys are prayer warriors and I know that people seek you out (laughs) to pray for them and I know why. Um, Also one thing to mention on our podcast is that we are in the middle of an initiative this year called Better Together, and it's about um, learning all of us that attend or are members at eFree to understand that, you know, we want to go from being lost, feeling the lost feeling of being in the crowd to being really known in community. So letting people know us and knowing others. And so you have, like you mentioned already, agreed to help with just discipleship, mentoring women on Monday nights where we're just really learning to grow and love with Jesus together and um, really get to know each other. So I appreciate your ministry and your willingness again to say, here I am, Lord, send me. It's good. I mean, it's good to be in community. It's good to be with others. You can't grow without it. So if, um, you know, it's it's something that we need to be involved in to really grow. We can't do it on our own. So I need to be in a group. 
You are such a researcher and a studier. I love like to go, like I get to be there Monday nights when you're ministering to women and, and ministering to each other. And we're studying the book of John right now. And I just, I look and Sharon's got like a book of notes, like because she's been digging into the word of God. And I know that you um, just really see the treasure of the word of God and you, you just, you go after it like with your life. You know, when I, I didn't come to Christ until I was 42, and I got baptized right away, and one of my um, requests at the baptism, which I believe was inspired by God, was to speed me up and get me, you know, take uh, uh, take uh, the wasted life and the wasted time that I had in the past and make up for it. And one of the ways is just really digging into the Word, so I knew right from the beginning. Um, he wrote us a book. He wrote us a, a letter. And um, I needed to read that and reread it and dig into it, and we'll never, ever, ever get to go to the full depth of Scripture. It's so deep, and it, it's so live and active, and it just speaks to us every season of our life in a different way. Well, I see you hungry for the Word of God that way and for your relationship with the Lord to deepen, and I know that's so contagious to anybody that knows you, and I love that. Um, tell me then, you mentioned because you wanted to make up for lost time a little bit. Tell me about that. Tell me about um, how you, um, just the story of how you first met Jesus. So I always knew of Jesus since I can remember when I was a little girl. My parents didn't go to church, but they sent me to church, and we didn't grow in a Christian family. But um, I remember... Um, uh, a lovely lady that said goodbye to me on the steps of a church in Ottawa, Kansas when I was about five years old and just um, just the love in her face and I remember her saying something special to me on the steps when my parents came to pick me up so I did get exposed to Jesus but I never understood that you could have a personal relationship with him until I was 42 and so I'm only 43 now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more you than have that. Just a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. If you just look that was yeah, I'm 58 now. So, <laughs> but 42 and it was a, a combined, you know, combined things that brought me to my knees. It was um, marital issues. Um, and uh, uh, someone that was my age, um, a friend of mine just died suddenly, um, which really made me think about eternity. Uh, at the same time, I ended up having some health issues, and um, then my, one of my beloved dogs died suddenly too. So the combination of everything, uh, just and there was some th stuff at work too that was very... Um, concerning and so it really was every aspect of my life um, God probably needed to do that to me to really get my attention but uh, it was all this um, all at once and uh, I uh, knew that I had to make a decision I, I, I know that God puts eternity in our hearts and I think that when I looked at death you know with this friend that died suddenly um, my own health issues then I had to reconcile. What was I going to do? You know, I knew enough that I had to choose God or not choose God through Jesus. I knew enough of that. But so you're at that point, 
And what was it then that where you just said, I'm all in, I'm going, I'm going to follow him with my life? So, um, you know, God doesn't uh, waste a circumstance. And we were out in front of uh, my uh, front yard and a neighbor invited me to uh, a group. Um, and they were doing a Bible study on uh, the purpose-driven life and or, or Rick Warren's, you know, something about love or whatever. But And Kim Bush was um, doing it at her office. And so uh, that's how I got started. That's how I really accepted Christ. It was um, during a few days between um, waiting to hear some news on my own physical health and pondering over the potential results and thinking about what Jesus did for me that really gave um, me a picture of that I needed to surrender my life. And that was really, it was that waiting and thinking about the possibilities of what was to come. And uh, I surrendered my life to Christ there. Yay. Kim and Mark Bush <laughs> for yes. offering the environment and yes. the word. So another wonderful leader. Um, so okay, that's that's like your real starting point to say I'm all in. And then what about um, as far as how you? What do you intentionally do to grow? in love with Jesus daily weekly monthly well you know I've done different things over the years I definitely start out like I said reading the word I knew I had to read the word I started in the New Testament and read the New Testament started in Matthew read the New Testament then went to the old um, you got to realize that I've studied all my life as a physician so um, you know that was just kind of normal for me uh, then I got the Life Application Bible out, and I studied that and read the Life Application part. Um, and, and at the same time, we were working through, you know, I was working through how to become a recovery leader. So then the 12 steps were thrown into that and, and what grace really meant, which I'm still trying to understand. But, yes. <laughs> but, but so and there's been and then there's been different different things. Uh, we've gone to conferences. Deeper Walk in, uh, International has been very instrumental. Marcus Warner, um, Jim Wilder. Uh, uh, we went to Expect conferences. Uh, that was another uh, uh, growth phase for us. Um, uh, World Challenge and uh, da- David Wilkerson, um, and now it's Gary Wilkerson. Um, and the different things to the church. We did marriage conferences in the church. Um, Pastor Lund, I, I mean, he was awesome. Um, we met with uh, Pastor Shields and Pastor Tim Peterson for a little bit and grew through them. Um, we had several different life groups throughout the whole journey. But, um, and I was, and I also did an apologetics course. Um, with Pastor Dave and that was really good because um, someone prayed for me there uh, one night after class that I mean just God opened up the heavens and he took away a blockade that and healed my heart from things that were keeping me from really getting to know him better and so I would say that that prayer took away a block 
and by healing my heart, um, I released unforgiveness, and that was very, very important—a very important part of my walk, where I grew a lot with just prayer. Um, that removing of um, the block of and healing my heart of unforgiveness from the past of some things that had happened. So uh, then we had that, a life group from that for three years, and that was so fun. Uh, we'd spend about three hours on a Friday night worshiping and praying and growing a lot in God, just taking that time. And really all, all of us were focused and wanted him to meet us there, and he did. So Sounds I really... Like church. I really grew in that three years, and then... Then he pushed me away from that. I mean, oh, things were just for a season. Yeah. Um, sometimes we'd even try to get back together and and recreate that because it was so uh, wonderful. But yeah. you know, he didn't. That's not. It was that not. Was that was for a season, and and then we moved on. So um, now um, I've also studied a lot of brain science with Jim Wilder. He's a neurotheologian and incorporated those things in um, and so um, that that's been really helpful for me yeah you absolutely have wasted no time since you were <laughs> and you met Jesus and I love that I love that also I, this is kind of the flip side of it but since you met him was there anything that became more difficult to walk with Jesus than before well, I would have, I would uh, definitely say yes because I was a people pleaser and um, I would hate conflict, mm-hmm. and so I would avoid conflict, um, and I would just do whatever was needed to please people. And if someone didn't like something I did, it really bothered me for a long time. I'm not that way anymore, <laughs> but um, you know, so. Uh, when you see something happening that's not right and you confront it, there's conflict and, uh, and division. And standing for Jesus, you're going you're gonna to run into that, especially in our world today. So I have had to face rejection because of standing for what was right and true and noble and praiseworthy mm-hmm. even within my closest family members which is very painful of course yeah and did it change how you raised your kids um <laughs> my kids would <laughs> say they journeyed with us yeah. <laughs> poor things sometimes but i mean uh so they watched us grow going through our seasons and our parenting style definitely changed as we got to know Jesus um, and were they like what just happened to our parents <laughs> uh, the oldest one did for sure <laughs> um, because he was older and um, but uh, Blakely was about eight and Bree was three and and so we started devotionals right away with the younger uh, two and uh, we did that clear up to the time they left for college and I'm so um, excited that Blakely asked me when she went to dental school if I could start sending devotionals to her and her roommates and so for the last uh, uh, year and a half almost um, I get to do that every morning and send it to her three roommates 
And so that's really made me grow too. It is, it is. And and that's really made me grow because um, I say a little thing and give a little testimony with almost every devotional because we know that we overcome with our testimony. So I've messed up a lot. So I can let these young ladies kind of know through the devotional that we're sending um, how it related to my life and um, maybe they'll grow deeper quick, more quickly and uh, avoid some of the traps that I fell in. Well, hello Blakely, hello Bree. <laughs> I'm guessing you'll be listening, listening sometime to this. And it's awesome that you have been such intentional parents and loved your kids that way. And you've taken it from that point of launching off with Jesus into life and you have been very intentional, very, um, you're just such a, I always think you're such a voracious reader and a hungry learner and I just, I love that. It just makes me um, want to sharpen things up too and do the same. So I appreciate you, sister, for that. Thank you. Yeah. I'll ask too, since we're talking better together and you've already mentioned groups a couple times and their impact on your growth and since you became a Christian, but what, why would you, what would you say to others who are listening about the importance of a life group? Like, why would somebody be a part of a life group? Why should they? Well, I think that in order to grow in Christ, do you really want to have someone more mature than you and one uh, that's less mature than you? Um, so that you can help teach the younger one, or and it doesn't mean younger in age, but a younger in their walk, and then you can learn from the other one. Plus, we all have deformities from our upbringing, and those are very difficult to ever overcome unless you can replicate someone that has what you're lacking and watch them and and. You really have to be in a group to do that, and, and you have to learn from the people that have the skills you don't. And so those are relational skills that we can't really learn on our own. We have to learn them in a relationship. And that helps us to become more human, and so we can then really apply what God has us learning and the power of the Holy Spirit to be more relational, and it's all about relationships. So mm-hmm. relationship with God, relationship with others. So you need to have those groups to be able to develop those relationships. Well, and that's the first time for many of us that we're going to experience what what functional family is like, yes. which is what, another way to say what you started saying about deformity. It's like we're coming back into functionality right. with the headship of Christ. And so how else can we do that without the body? Right. And, and we need to learn how to work through conflict well. Obviously, we need to learn how to suffer well. You know, the, younger, you know, the, the early church, boy, they could suffer well. And we, we need to learn how to do that too. And um, you can't do that really very well on your own. And so it, it really, uh, to me, you can see the network that God brings in relationships. And, and like, he doesn't waste a circumstance or a relationship. He really, uh, I, it's amazing if you look back and how he's put people in your life that you've met sometime. And then they become very instrumental in your walk later. Um, or you end up being able to help them in a way. So. For sure, that's a divine network 
when we get in a small group like that and like you've described you know it's something that you know when you throw your resources in every way together into that that family then you've got you really have everything from God together that it takes but like you said in isolation we're just picked off we're we're mentally emotionally physically those things that come against us we're going to get picked off by the enemy so easy and you know being in relationship brings joy if you look through uh, Paul I mean he talked over and over about uh, you know you are my joy my in the joy of my crown and and so um, you know building joy will help us to suffer well um, and building joy with like-minded people uh, your church family is uh, you know and God uh, through spending time alone with him but then bringing all that back back together um, when you have people that are all seeking God with their whole heart and we get together we worship him we talk about him we pray together there is God does does so much more you know together than he does when you're on your own especially I think in worship and in prayer I mean I really I really love it when you know you know that that God's spirit is just so powerful there and and he's working something out and you don't even know what he's doing um, but he's doing something amazing in 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 everybody's life That's so good so you so demonstrate our church vision that every person matters and do you remember our church mission statement I give you a growing piece. in love uh, with yeah. uh, for Christ and His people. Or yes, <laughs> building a transformational community by growing in love with Christ and all people. And so that's what we're doing. That's what we do on Monday nights. We're growing in love with Christ and all people. And in every different um, ministry you've been a part of, you've been a part of bringing our body together like that. And I'm so thankful for you. And I just love you, sister. Love you too, Carrie. It's been fun to be with you and grow with you, and I um, cherish you as a dear friend. Thank you. Okay, well, that's the end of our podcast for today, unless we have enough time to play this little extra. Do you have a favorite verse, uh, either favorite all-time verse or something lately you've been thinking about? You could paraphrase it if you want. Um... Well, put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. The 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 only the verses that have been coming up lately is a house divided will not stand, just because of our country. Not that that's my favorite verse, but that's been just a, a repetitive thing in the last couple of days. And you know that was Abraham Lincoln's. You know, uh, he spoke that when he was running for office. That was one thing that he was remembered for. Um, so that's been uh, one verse, but eternity, that eternity has been placed in our heart. I was just, you know, when I was thinking about that, that, that is amazing. That's really how it started with me, too, that God has placed eternity in our hearts. And um, I think, you know, when, when I focused on death, that knowing that, that, that there is something beyond this life that that's just a verse that's been lately that's um, great and so what would you want the listeners out there right now to do with the realization that eternity that our heart yearns for that eternity what could they do with that 
Well, if you haven't chose Jesus, the only way to true life and eternity um, with him is going to be to surrender fully to him um, and start building a relationship with him and not just know of him like I did until I was 42. Um, So starting a relationship with him now before it's too late, you never know when your last breath is going to be. And then the other thing is we can start to live eternity now. I mean, Jesus said it when he prayed in John 17. He said, you know, we, we can start to know the Father through him and through his word and through the Holy Spirit. And so we can start to live eternity now. We don't have to wait for heaven. It won't be fully revealed until we pass from life to death or maybe he comes first, who knows. But we can start living as citizens of heaven as soon as we accept Christ. And so um, I would say make a choice. Make a choice. Make a good choice. (laughs) The only choice that is worth making and the most important one, and that's for Jesus. And then start building that relationship. And there's going to be things that are blocking your ability to hear God's voice and to know him. And so, um, you know, through my experience and many of the church um, believers we can help you tear down those blockades and you know maybe speed up the process so that uh, you can just feel the and experience the joy and love of Christ more fully that's so good and yes we do want to be able to share more and point as clearly as possible to how to have that relationship with with Jesus and so if you listening have any questions about how to deepen in your walk for him or like Sharon just like to throw all in and follow him with reckless abandon with the rest of your life from now through eternity then we want you to know that we're here Sharon I know would love to pray with you I would love to pray with you we have a Monday night women's if you just want to come on Mondays at 630 and join us we'll get you in a circle of women who love Jesus and you can grow with them um, you can email me at carrie at carneyefree.com and I can also either wheel me or I'll connect you with somebody to meet with you and we can just help point you in the right direction for that. So thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Carrie. Love your heart for Jesus. Thank you. Aha. Bye, everybody. <laughs>